You are caught in an avalanche and you're underneath a lot of snow. And there's nothing you can do. You're helpless. What is your, what are you going to do? This is the point. Where are you going to turn? You have no protection. There's no material protection at all. But there is spiritual protection for you, the spirit soul. And one should turn to that. to everyone what are you going to do at the time of death but we're kind of you know targeting the people who don't think they're going to die like the extreme athletes that are young and healthy and strong and you know overcoming all kind of obstacles to do their sport and you know they make amazing videos from it and so on and so on but you know if something goes wrong, then you're in that situation and you know you're going to leave your body or it's an obvious it's good chance. What are you going to do? What is your you know, alternative or solution or where are you going to turn to? That kind of idea. And, and totally, you know, appreciate their skills and determination and and also their ability to make videos of it in very attractive ways that really shows the, the true reality of it. It's, it's not a Hollywood production kind of thing. This is like a day in the life. And, uh, you know, it's done with great expertise. So there's so much expertise executed in all, all across the board from what the, where they decide to go, what they decide to do, they're actually performing it, and they're recording it all in such a way that they can bring it into your, you know, living room, so to speak. And what we're talking about, if, if it's a little vague here, what we're talking about is, you know, people that are young and they're healthy and they're extremely talented in, in their abilities to do these extreme type sports, for instance, skiing, you know. And I know around Tromsø there in the Lingen Alps is, you know, some amazing opportunities to, <laughs> to hang it all out. And, and it's being done. And throughout, you know, the mountainous world, be it in the Alps or be it in Argentina or be it in, you know, Alaska or America or Canada or wherever, you know, there's a certain group of individuals that, you know, this is their life's ambition, and they're really good at it, to ski all these extreme lines and, you know, come home to talk about it. But, you know, it's not just theory that there's a lot of those guys on the highest level that didn't come home, you know, and the list is long and growing every year, you know, due to falls or avalanches or whatever the reason. So anyway, the point is whether it's in that, you know, uh, discipline of skiing or just like right now in in the January, I think January 23rd, if I'm not wrong, but I could be, they had this big wave competition in Hawaii, Waimea Bay, you know, and some, it's a, it's a particular big wave event called the Eddie Aikau event. And they only hold it when the waves are a certain height. You know, it has to be big enough for it to even go off. So this year, on this, I think it was January 23rd, they had the biggest swell, therefore the biggest waves in this competition in history. And I don't mean just a little bit bigger, I mean far, far bigger. You know, 40, 50 foot waves, maybe some 60 foot sets came through. Anyway, the guys that were were surfing this were in this position that, you know, any time during their ride, they could get wiped out and, you know, stuffed on the bottom or drowned in various different ways. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> not an 
impossible thing that could happen, you know. So let's say you're in any of these different positions, and you are caught in an avalanche, and you're underneath a lot of snow, and there's nothing you can do. You're helpless. What are you going to do? This is the point. What are you going to do? You can't do anything physically or externally, but you're still you, the spirit soul, inside the body. You're still thinking. You're still confronted now in a very dramatic way that this could be it. This could be the end, you know. And so what is your? What are you going to do? This is the point. Where are you going to turn? You know, there's an old saying, what are you going to do when they come for you? <laughs> so, so our point is this transcendental sound that we're always recommending that people add to their life has the ability to actually, you know, I don't even like to use the word save you, you know, but to protect you, to give you real protection. You know, not from the avalanche or not from the big wave, but from the reality that you're going to leave this body and you have no protection. There's no material protection at all. But there is spiritual protection for you, the spirit soul. And if you chant or say or think these names, this mantra that we talk about all the time, Goranga, see, or is, you know, different names of the Supreme Person, different names, you know, that one can, you know, understand this is going to really protect me. This is some shelter here. This is where I need to turn. You can still do it because you're still in your body. Your mind is still working. You know, there's there's might be a moment. It might be an extended length of time. And one should turn to that. You know. And this will make a huge difference in your journey forward. You know, I don't mean just might make a difference. It's a guaranteed 100% assurance that this is going to make your forward journey much, much different and much, much better. And it will also ease the panic. It will ease the fear and the stress and all the things that are probably going to be occurring at this time. You know, I have read many accounts of people in avalanches that, you know, did survive, but at, when they're there, they don't know if they're going to survive or not. And they talk about the fear and the panic. And, you know, there's videos where you can hear the guy screaming, you know, and, you know, here's a big guy. He's, you know, not, not some seemingly, you know, <laughs> soft, you know, kind of person. You know, he's a big macho guy, not afraid of anything, or I'm afraid, but I've conquered my fear kind of guy. And he's screaming, you know, like a, like a baby. What, what is that going to do for you? It's not going to help at all, you know, unless somehow your rescuers, those who are coming to, to dig you out, or can hear it somehow. But, you know, that's a long shot. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe... You know, you you got snow stuffed down your throat, and you can't scream. But your mind is still there, and you can scream in your mind. You can still panic completely. But if you've got this transcendental sound as your constant companion, when it happens, there's some alternative here. There's some shelter. There's some place or something to turn to. I lived in, in uh, Crested Butte, Colorado. Still, that's my home base. But, you know, when I was living there, I knew a lot of these guys, you know, not the guys in, in, in the videos necessarily, the guys that are, you know, YouTube influencers or whatever. But they were guys who lived this kind of life all the time, whitewater rafting, big stuff or, 
whitewater kayak and big stuff, of course, the skiing and the climbing and et cetera. And that's what I, would, I was telling them. I mean, they were my friends. I knew them. And, you know, they weren't so interested in, you know, doing very much in bhakti yoga, so to speak, you know. But I was just telling them straight, you know, and they knew what I was doing and they, they trusted me and I was just telling them. If it all comes down to that point, this is something you can do, you know. And it says, one who calls on the name of the Lord at the time of death will, you know, could be transferred directly to the spiritual world. You know, I mean, this is not just some fantasy. And you, whether you believe in the spiritual world or not, you know, then the truth is still there, <laughs> It's not about your belief. It's about the power of this transcendental sound. And I don't have to believe it to make it work. And, you know, so. and, and we've just got an example. It doesn't have to be an extreme sport person at all. You know, like not right now, we've had that big earthquake in Turkey and Syria. And, you know, thousands of people buried under the rubble, you know, and they're, they're finding people alive 12 days later, which is unbelievable. You know, of course, how many died? Uh, 45,000 or something. But a, a lot have been rescued, you know, some days later. And that whole time, wh what have they got? I don't know. Maybe they had some, you know, spiritual strength and spiritual connection, and that's where they found their shelter. But probably a, a lot didn't, or it wasn't strong enough to really give them that, that peace and that comfort. Hmm? So if you've got these mantras with you and you have them all the time, if you take them into your mind and into your heart, then that's what you can do. And whether your body survives or not, you are going to survive anyway, and your forward journey will be greatly enhanced. And these earthquake victims, they had no idea that this was happening. It wasn't like they had a chance to prepare or do something to, to make sure, well, these guys that we're referring to, if any of you are in this situation or listening, you know, you're preparing with all this advanced knowledge of the avalanches and try to minimize the risk and prepare yourself for what might happen and bring the right gear. And so isn't it logical to also take the step that, you know, it? because you're, we're all, I've, you know, I've also, and you've also heard Malachi and they're speaking about this and they're saying, you know, we know that there's a risk and we're willing to take the risk because that's life. Life yeah. is full of risks, yeah. but wouldn't then be logical that you, we could take the next step. If you say that there is a risk, and obviously you're accepting that there is a chance, a real chance, that you will end up in an avalanche or somehow else end up in a very unpleasant condition that could, you know, right. take your life. And, and they say soul. that, like you say. I mean, they say that. Yeah, it's it's unique. They prepare as much as possible. I mean, they study the weather, you know, beforehand to see if it's a good weather window, what the avalanche conditions are. They go, they dig, their, they got all their equipment, their shovel, their probe, their beacon, maybe an airbag. They dig the snow pit to analyze the snowpack to see if it's stable or unstable. You know, is there a lot of tension in the snow? Is it going to propagate? All kinds of scientific, you know, analysis to try to determine how safe or how unsafe is it, you know, and... Etc. And they, they don't just go out there and wing it, you know, just hoping for the best. I mean, they really try to prevent the unfortunate event of an avalanche and, and getting caught in it and so on. So if there's so much preparation for the external, why don't, as you just said, why don't we prepare for the internal? that it could happen, and if it does, against all of our, you know, analysis and preparation and so on, which it does on a frequent basis, you know, why don't we 
take with us that simple, that little tool, if you will, this mantra, these holy names. You know, what's the harm? It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> it doesn't go out of style. It doesn't break. You know, it's always going to be there. And, you know, it's there if you need it. Of course, you know, if you take it with more understanding, then it'll always be there and you use it. But, you know, like a safety equipment, like a beacon, for instance, they cost, you know, a relative sizable amount of money. They're not free. But you buy that beacon and you learn how to use it. You do drills. You practice with your friends, you know, a lot with the hope you'll never have to use it. You know, you're willing to pay a lot of money for something, and the best case scenario is you never have to use it, you know. But these mantras, you know, you can use them, and you should use them, and the more you use them, the better it is, you know. So, but you don't want to have to use it in those conditions we're referring to. See? So, like, would they eat a certain diet? I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, consciously are trying to eat right and do exercises, and so they'll be fit to be able to do what they do, which it puts a, you know, extreme demand on the body. You know, they train their mind. They do mental training, you know, so they can overcome the fear and they can, you know, not just make stupid decisions, you know, and panic, you know. And, you know, so they're trying to be fit as possible physically and mentally. The mantras can make you fit spiritually. See? So you have to spend some time in the gym or running or training in the off-season or, you know, going frequently, you know, on tours in the snow so you'll, you'll be fit. So... Why not be fit spiritually? You know, that can be the best fitness level you can ever achieve. You know, and, you know, put in the time there. You know, that's a choice. But a lot of people aren't interested in that part of it. But we're saying if, this, if you know, the stuff hits the fan, as they say. Because the thing is, you, you know, know you, you said all these trainings exactly. and you're hoping that you're never going to use them. Well, uniquely enough we're all going to die sooner or later. So you will have to use these tools someday. They will become hand, hand, handy for sure, guaranteed <laughs> at some That's point. Right. Hopefully not That's in an avalanche. Hopefully you will have right. a, a peaceful, a, you know. Let me, let me, you know, a lot of people, and, and probably most of us think we're going to die of old age, you know, in a peaceful way, you know. But the, <laughs> the reality is very few people come to the end of their time in this body. That brings up an interesting subject, you know. I'll, I'll modify it a little bit, but a friend of mine, you know, had a real close connection with his grandfather and his grandmother as he grew up, you know, which, you know, some of us did. And so anyway, he grew up and left and went traveling, et cetera, et cetera. And during that time, his grandfather died. So when he came back to the country, he uh, went to see his grandmother. And his grandfather had worked his whole life in a very unfavorable profession, spiritually speaking. And so when... He came to see his grandmother. They were talking, and of course, they were glad to see each other. And he said, Grandma, how did Grandpa, how, what was it like when he died? He died in the night at home. And what was it like, you know, when Grandpa died? And she said, oh, it was so wonderful. You know, he died peacefully in the night, Everything was really as idyllic as it could be, you know. And my friend, who knew 
the real story of if you perform these activities, then this is going to have a very negative impact on you. And so he said, Grandma, you're lying. When he died, he was kicking and screaming. And she said, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, because I know. I know that what he did wouldn't make it so, you know, this was a very fearful, dramatic experience. And he was completely, you know, in panic. But she said, how'd you know? And she said, yes, I never told anybody, you know. Yeah. So, so anyway, time of death is, you know, a, a time that everybody is going to have to really come to the end of the story and what are you going to do? You know, I just heard a thing. You might be a sweet street sweeper. No, you might be a king. You might be a street sweeper. But you're all going to have to dance with the Grim Reaper. <laughs> you know? And so, anyway, you know, not to put fear into anybody. We're not trying to, to put that out. But the point is, whether it's, you know, the per people who are putting their life on the line every time they do what they do. I mean, that's what they do. They're professional skiers or surfers or climbers or are not professional. They're professional anyway, whether officially so or not, whether they got sponsors or, you know, entertainment, I mean, uh, uh, contest or whatever. They're professional anyway, you know, because <laughs> they're really good at it. And what are you going to do, you know? If you got these mantras, you can do it. And the guys that are just going out there and they're not that good, but they're good enough, you know, it's the same for them, same for all of us. You know, it's it's not just an elite group of people here. We're just speaking to that, you know, audience right now because they're understanding this could be the result of my activities at any time. We're just trying to give them another tool to put in their toolbox to exactly. You know, it doesn't them. take up any room in your backpack. No, no, and <laughs> <laughs> no way. It doesn't weigh anything, <laughs> and you won't forget it and leave it at home. <laughs> you know, if you forget it, it's not at home. It's just you forgot it here. You know. So the more you practice it the more it's there and the more you're not going to forget it. And, yeah. and it reminds me about something in Bhagavad Gita. I, I, this, there's a saying that even the tiny amount of uh, development to this goal or any tiny amount of uh, success you make or progress you make can save you from all mm -hmm. kinds of fear. A little progress on this path will save you from all kinds of fear. So <clears throat> that's that's a real important thing to consider. We always say this is something to consider because not many people, you know, consider. For a person who is considering it, could you yeah. say something to like why then would it be doing this for me? Why would it be so important? I mean, maybe someone needs a bit more of a. Well, it, it all goes back to the truth of who we are. We're spirit souls. We're not these material bodies, you know, with our material labels and our name and our skills and all these, you know, material attributes. And we're not our material minds. We're actually the person inside, covered by the body and the mind. And we are the eternal life particle in the body. So when we talk about ourself, really we're talking about our spiritual identity, our spiritual truth, our spiritual personality that we are. <clears throat> and so death of the body doesn't 
change that at all. But what consciousness do we have? See, are we conscious of this? Are we educated in this? Are we aware of this? Or do we just totally blow it off or deny it or it has no interest for me? You know, one thing that's, that I hear a lot, unfortunately, is that a person will say, I'm not a spiritual person. You know, you start just talking about anything in this category of, of conversation, and I'm not a spiritual person. But that's as far away from the truth as one could possibly be. We're all spiritual people. Every single person that exists is a spiritual person. That's who we are. That's like a fish say, oh, I'm not a water guy. You know, oh, I, 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 I don't, I'm not a water person. I, here's the fish on the land. It's suffering, it's flopping, it's gasping, you know, it's struggling to survive. And you say, well, why don't you, you know, you're interested in the, the oceans right over there. I'll even help you go there. I'll just take you over and put you, I, I, I'm not into water, man. I, I'm, not into, I'm not a water guy, you know. You just go, you're nuts. <laughs> you know? That's who you are. You're a fish. You're an aquatic. That's your home. So it's the same kind of absurdity when a person says, I'm not a spiritual guy. I'm not a spiritual person. You know, We're all spiritual people, but we've just forgotten it, and we've forgotten it so completely that we won't even entertain the idea of our true self. You know, I am the body. The fish says, I am a terrestrial. <laughs> You're not. You don't have legs. You don't have feet. <laughs> you don't have wings. You know, you can't breathe this air. This atmosphere is killing you. You know, no, 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 I'm okay. You know, I'm all right. Don't bother me. Okay, your choice. You know. mm. So, yeah, just... Word to the to the wise, you know, a wise person is one who hears wisdom and, you know, tries to incorporate it in his life, accepts it, incorporates it, and yeah, now he's got truth on his side. So as spiritual people, when it's time to leave the body through, you know, these, you know, accidents, they call them, there's no such thing as an accident, but anyway... Or, or otherwise, you know, old age, whatever it is, you know, there is something we can do. There is something we can do. And that's these holy names, this transcendental sound. You know. I've also been present in situations where there's a person getting ready to leave his body in a controlled, you know, situation from cancer or old age, whatever. So here he is, last moment, said he's going to be in his body. So all the family is around, the loved ones, the friends, relatives of different, you know, categories or whatever. And they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. You know, this like, they're just like, what can I do? I don't know. But we know what to do. You can go into that group of people and exert your knowledge to the benefit of the person getting ready to take the ultimate journey. You can chant the holy names. You can bring transcendental sound into the presence of that person, you know. And he can perceive it through his ears Maybe he's even, you know, so close to death he's unconscious or he's kind of completely withdrawn within. The transcendental sound will penetrate all those obstacles, you know, and purify him, the spirit soul, you know. So, you know, not only can you help yourself, but you can help other people. Hmm? Let's say we're in a field situation and somebody got buried in an avalanche and you dig them out. But, you know, a lot of people in avalanches die from trauma. They don't die from suffocation too long under the snow, deprivation of oxygen. 
I mean, they, they're dying from trauma. You know, I know one lady that that's what happened to her. She just got thrown under and wound up on top, but she hit her head on a rock underneath and, and died, you know. So anyway, so here's this person. They're out now. You've, quote, saved them, but they die right there from injuries, you know. So what are you going to do? You can chant to them. You know, you can bring that transcendental sound right there, right then from your own voice. You chant that. You say that if you, you know, whatever. Then that's the best thing you can do for that person. And they leave in the presence of that transcendental sound. And you know that you did everything you could to help them. Hmm? Yeah, help them physically. If you've got... You know, first aid skills, you took your wilderness responder course, and, you know, you're on a high level of knowledge on these kinds of backcountry injury scenarios. Do all the things that you have the ability to do, but don't forget that may not be good enough. And you can chant to them anyway, you know. It's not saying, well, if you don't need to chant until they die. <laughs> chant to them anyway. Very and we're just certain you have no options on you. Yeah. 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 Okay. I tried everything else now, maybe. So it's it's, you know, something really valuable. And then a person who's a little bit resistant or not interested, then that individual could well ask themselves, why not? Why am I not interested, you know, to help myself if, it's, if that's the case or to help my friends? I mean, that's why people go in parties of two or more, you know, oftentimes, you know, rather than going alone because you've got somebody to help you in case something goes wrong, you know. So, okay, so if you had four people and all four of those people had this information and knowledge that we're, you know, describing, then you can help each other. So I guess we're, I guess the big question will be, so what, what's, what, what mantras should I Google it or what, what's. Well, that's a, that's a good point, you know, because. There's many things that are referred to as mantras that aren't the mantras that we're referring to. You know, there's sounds. They may be, you know, from the East. They might be from India. They might be words that you're unfamiliar with, you know, and they call it a mantra, you know. But our definition, according to the Vedic teaching of a mantra, is it's one or more of God's names. That's what a mantra really is. You know, that's what has the full transcendental potency and the ability to take me, the spirit soul, forward in my spiritual journey to real happiness, real bliss, real satisfaction, real peace, real harmony, you know, and real love. Those are the mantras we're talking about. Not some mantra that'll make it so you can get a good wife or a good husband or you know, cure your pain in your knee or, you know, make it so you can have a successful business. Or There's all kinds of those, and people use them, you know. And if it works, it works. That's all right if that's what you're looking for. But what we're talking about is spiritual potency to purify you, the spirit soul, you know, and increase your long-lost connection with the Supreme. That's what we're talking about. So, back to your question. <laughs> you know, Hari Bowl is one. Goranga is one. You know, I don't want to give you too many because it gets confusing. If you got one or two, they're all equally potent, so it's not like, oh, well, this one's better than this one. No, they're all absolute. It's not like any difference here. 
Gopala, Govinda, Rama. Okay, so there's Haribo, Goranga, Gopala, Govinda, Rama. There's five right there. You know, you can use one of those. You can use two of those at the same time. Haribo, Goranga, Haribo, Gopala, Haribo, Govinda. You know, Gopala, Govinda, Rama. You can have one or more in combination, you know, and there they are. And they're not hard. They're not like, that's too hard. I can't do this. You know, a person likes a particular song will learn every single word in that song, you know, <laughs> from start to end, you know. So if you just have the mantra Gopala or Goranga. Music, by the way, helps you remember. Like if you add these mantras to your favorite song and you sing it a little bit, it'll be very easy to remember. I mean, I, I yeah. used to sing in a choir and I still have these songs and these texts for, you know, I'm 15 years ago, you know, 20 years ago. I still have them in my mind. I still, because I, yeah. Yeah, that's why a lot of jingles, advertising jingles incorporate, you know, really, you know, catchy music, you know, really catchy tunes so you don't forget it. So... Yeah, so at the end of every podcast, we chant with music, you know, Goranga Hari Bowl. And, you know, if somebody remembers that and you're in these situations, you can just say Goranga Hari Bowl, Goranga Hari Bowl. You know, everybody's, you say, I don't have a good voice. We're not talking about a good voice here. You know, this is not some anything about a contest or quality of voice. This is about the transcendental sound, whether you say it, whether you sing it, you know, even if you think it, it's still potent, you know. Maybe like I, I kind of referred to sometimes it happens. In an avalanche, your mouth is stuffed with snow, or if you're underneath a 40-foot wave, you can't open your mouth and start singing, you know. <laughs> but in your mind you can go go ranga haribo go ranga haribo yeah and why not the question would be why not mm. so a lot of a lot of these you know people in this category we're kind of focusing on have the philosophy, there was one uh, surfer, his name was Mark Fu, this was some years ago now. He was a big wave rider, you know, well-known in Hawaii and in the big wave community. Anyway, he went to California because it was a big swell at a surf break called Mavericks, which is south of San Francisco. And so he flew over with some of his friends from Hawaii to catch the swell, it was, you know, and it was big, and <clears throat> so anyway, make a long story short, he wiped out, he was thrown around, and there's a lot of rocks on the bottom, and they speculate, they don't know 100% for sure, but they speculate that his leg rope, which attaches the surfboard to your body, to your leg by a cord, so you don't lose your board, the, the, the speculation is, and it's pretty well proven that the leg rope got tangled up in a rock or something underneath. And so he couldn't come up. You know, it's just holding men under. And so he drowned, you know. And then, but the point is, he made a statement sometime before that. To get the ultimate thrill, you must be prepared to pay the ultimate price. So that was his philosophy, you know. So, you know, he was living by that philosophy. But had he had this other tool, you know, he would have been, you know, well protected by the mantra, him, the spirit soul, you know. So he left his body anyway, but why not leave it under the most favorable spiritual conditions, 
you know, in the presence of this transcendental sound. He couldn't open his mouth and chant, but he could certainly, yeah, turn to the holy names, take shelter in the holy names. Gopala Govinda Rama, Madana Mohana, Haribo Goranga. You know, one or more of those. And if you can't remember, contact us and we'll send you those names. <laughs> we have, you know, I, we have classes here in Tromsø, so if any of these guys are listening up here in Tromsø, then we have <laughs> meditation yeah. classes as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can come and, yeah, you can come Active. and actively practice. Yeah. practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a spiritual that's, that's gem. That's a spiritual so gem, so to speak. It is. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, you know, you. doesn't need to be, I mean, yoga is a very, very, very nice thing as well that will help you not just to have that tool, but also, I mean, we do this brief mantra meditation in our Hatha yoga sessions as well, in the physical yoga, but you also get the benefit of the relaxation and the strengthening and the recovery of your body and flexibility and yeah yeah it's you know it's the ancient science that produces the most benefit for the person physically mentally and spiritually you know this is since time immemorable and the wisest people of all time have used this in their life. They have molded their life with yoga. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be a quote, yogi in the Himalayas. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so anyway, Ruben, that's some ideas that, you know, we know to be true, we can stand behind it 100% and, you know, it's for everybody. And Ruben, by the way, if anybody's in that Trump's area, is a very, very well-versed yoga instructor, Hatha yoga, you know, the mantra, just the overall philosophy so yeah it's available yeah yeah that's the thing if you've got something really good and you're a kind person you really want to pass it on to others mm -hmm. So anyway, we could go on another whole tangent, yeah, but I think I think we've done, you know, <laughs> kind of covered it to the degree necessary. Any any questions, please just let us know. You know. You know, if something we say brings up a question, great. Because it's not a big mystery, it's not a big it's it's very actually step by step and very scientific so no need to just believe blindly yeah yeah and um, but as you see you know I, I guess someone can see as well if they look at my screen yeah i have a guitar behind me so that's part of what we do what we like to do is have music and channel. i got a guitar right here <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's end with a little chanting. And the mantra is Goranga Hari Bol or Hari Bol Goranga. Either way, you just listen. You know, I chant and everyone listens and everyone responds. And I listen. Because all of us like to both chant and hear. Go-ranga-di-bo Go-ranga-di-bo 
Just that simple. <laughs> yeah. You don't need the guitar, by the way, if you don't have the guitar with you. And where you go. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to play in those kind of situations. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those little catchy tunes, you know, can be right in there. Exactly. Just relax and chant the holy names. Yeah. All right, Ruben, thank you very much. Thank you, Valakia. Thank you. You know, and some of those videos coming out of your area are amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah, great. Uh, and if we can great kind of help these guys somehow by, you know, showing them this video and they can see it and apply it, then I'm very, very happy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Small little contribution. Yeah, man. Or big contribution. Great. Much yeah. appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll see everybody next week. Yeah. yeah. Tune in if you like what we're doing, share it with others, and subscribe. Do so. And I'll see you next week, Valakia. Yeah. And send in your comments if you have some questions. Welcomed. Yes, very welcome. We'll bring it up. All right. Namaste, Ruben. Hadi bowl. Hadi bowl. See you. See you later. See you later.